is Andy Wakefield, and this is the Andy Wakefield Podcast. This is a place where stories are told that have never been heard before. Welcome back to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. My name is Lori Martin-Gregory, and I have the great privilege and treat, really, it's a treat, that I get to host this podcast with Andy Wakefield. Andy Wakefield, it's so great to be back with you because... You haven't had a chance to speak to your followers for several weeks. I think we might even be up to a month, my friend. You've been so busy. I know we've got lots of update to give people, but I think we should maybe start with what's happened in the health freedom movement and in the world since last we spoke. What do you think? Well, huge question. Well, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. It's not going well for those on the pro-vaccine, pro-mandate side of the equation. There's the imminent publication of Bobby Kennedy's book on Tony Fauci, revealing the true Tony Fauci, Anthony Fauci, and and the history behind his, the history of his term at the National Institutes of Health. Um, it's quite incredible. So I'm hoping at a future date to get Bobby on to talk about that. Um, not least, which is it's relevant to some work I've been doing for Bobby's uh, Children's Health Defence over the last month, which has kept me very busy, which we can talk about. Yeah, so things are really not going well for them. It, it, I'm just reading some data from John Stone sent on the uh, UK Health Security Agency's data showing a higher infection rate in vaccinated and unvaccinated, and significantly so. I mean, a large increase in risk of, vac- of, of infection with COVID-19 following immunization compared with uh, natural exposure, so it all being unvaccinated. So that, that it must be deeply, deeply worrying for them. All of the, the data really going against them, as we predicted, consistent with our own sort of thoughts on this from the very beginning. The other thing that I think will happen imminently, and, and because Rand Paul and others will simply not let it go for all the right reasons, is that we will see the demise of Tony Fauci in a professional sense that he will be forced to resign from the National Institutes of Health. What's come to light is not only his lies to Congress, but the clear evidence now that they were involved in highly dangerous gain-of-function studies, despite numerous protests from other scientists, and that this was a man-made phenomenon. It was a disaster just waiting to happen, this kind of dabbling in quasi-science, which really accords no respect to the extraordinary ability of these microorganisms to adapt and to get out and to cause havoc amongst the population, if only by proxy in terms of the fear that is engendered by politicians and others in response to them. So it is a huge turning point. And when you look at the protests, around the world, particularly now, I think we're going through this sort of national walkout day where people are to leave their employment and go out and protest. Um, it, it really is, people are beginning to realize, many have realized it for a long time, but many more are coming to realize it, that the power is with them, the power is in them. This was an extraordinary example of this since we last spoke was, the, I think, the Southwest Airlines, mm. the for pilots to get the vaccines and the pilots said no 
and they walked out effectively and they won. Southwest, and they backed uh, off, right? South at West, West is not mandating, right? They won. Correct. Absolutely. They won. And what, what, what happens when people see other people winning in the face of an apparent tyranny, they, they, their sheer numbers, their sheer threat to the economic viability of Southwest Airlines, which is there to take people from A to B. It's not there to uh, be a, a guardian of public health. A, a, a medical policeman, yeah. if you were, right? Exactly. And they're putting themselves at huge risk of, of financial bankruptcy by doing so. They've mm -hmm. taken on all that they're not intended, nor were never intended to do. And it's rather like school teachers. So many poor school teachers have been put in the firing line as the sort of arbiters of, of vaccine policy. Those, you know, as you say, the vaccine police, they're not there. They're there to teach children, mm -hmm. not there to affect public health policy on behalf of the government. And they've been put in an invidious position as a consequence of that. Anyway, I think that in summary, I didn't know how you see it. And you were at that fascinating meeting at the weekend. But I think that the worm has turned. I think the people are now going in greater and greater numbers worldwide. They're they're seeing what's going on. And now that people who've had both doses of the vaccine are being told they've got to have another dose and another dose, or otherwise they won't be counted as fully vaccinated, and will have all the restrictions imposed upon them that the unholy, unwashed, <laughs> unvaccinated have. Healthy, unvaccinated people. Shamefully, yes. shamefully yes. what are they doing? What are they, what are they thinking? Anyways, yes, it is things are going to get better and better and better. And what we see here in Texas and what you see in Florida is a state that in relative terms is flourishing economically in every other way because they have not had the lockdown, because we've not had the mask mandates, because we've resisted attempts to mandate vaccination. That is a lesson to the rest of the country. And at the same time, the the infection rates are dramatically lower, certainly in Florida, where we mm -hmm. saw very recently. This is terrible news for the media, the mainstream media, and terrible news for people like Tony Fauci, that those who are unvaccinated are not only well and healthy, but they are the ones who are seemingly less affected by COVID infection. So uh, it's fascinating time. I think it will continue to go our way. And as, as you know, Laurie, and, not many years ago, in relative terms, we were a handful of people oh. and we're nearly half the world. And that is a massive victory, massive victory, which is one of the reasons I believe when they put out on Children's Health Defence yesterday that Gavin Newsom may, may have uh, succumbed to an advert in terms of developed a severe adverse reaction to his COVID booster, may have, and I say that, that Story yeah, we don't we don't we don't have verification yet, but we do know that he received a booster on October 27. He has not been seen publicly since then, including, I believe, at a U.N. summit. There was some big meeting that he was supposed to attend and he all of a sudden has commitments. His wife also posted a tweet yesterday in his defense saying, my goodness, can't my husband spend time with his family without people having a conspiracy theory about his whereabouts or something to that effect. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But then she deleted it within five minutes. It was gone. Somebody at Fox News got a screenshot of it and posted it last night. So there's clearly something amiss in that camp. 
We don't know what it is, but yeah. it was reported in the Defender, and I believe they took a hit to their website for it. Well, that was that was the point. That the, the fact that they actually felt the need to take down the Defender's website, not simply that it's been cancelled on Facebook and all other sort of platforms, but the need to actually take down the website is is, is very interesting and is very telling. So let's hope. Bobby's book goes well. Let's hope we get him on an interview very soon. I think things are good. How was how was uh, Ocala? How was that? High well, level? we had we had that wonderful meeting here. The Republican Executive Committee of Marion County sponsored a COVID nineteen symposium, and it was at WEC, which is the World Equestrian Center. Which, as you know, you got a private tour before it was opened. It is an extraordinary facility the largest in the world for any kind of equine showcase performance venue, uh, as well as other types of activities. But uh, I'm really excited because it's a beautiful facility and they have a terrific restaurant that's just first class. So uh, being a foodie, I was really excited to hear that. But they had this event and oh my goodness, Andy, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Rob Malone, Dr. Ryan Cole and Dr. Paul Alexander were all here right in my backyard. It was such a treat. And it was also exciting to see that they sold out 800 tickets in less than a week and probably could have sold a thousand more. So we know that the appetite for the truth is increasing. Even in Florida, even though I'm in DeSantis's Florida and even though I'm in a conservative county, I've still been a minority voice in terms of real science and health freedom. That is starting to change. And that's been very interesting to observe, but I'm just sort of in this very moment right now, juxtaposing what Dr. Rob Malone, creator of the mRNA technology said on Saturday at this symposium with what's happening in California. You've been listening to the Andy Wakefield Podcast. To continue the conversation, go to 1986theact.com slash membership, where for $5 a month, you can subscribe and access the Andy Wakefield Podcast in its entirety and much more.